Good morning. The town of Leesburg has been in a fight for more than three years over who has to pay for $1 million of work on a dam, the town or an HOA. Yesterday, that lawsuit had its first day in court. For Friday, November 10th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. Yesterday morning, Circuit Court Judge Douglas Fleming heard motions in a case to decide who's on the hook for a million bucks in improvements to a stormwater pond and dam. It's the first day in court for a fight between the town of Leesburg and one of its largest HOAs, Exeter. But this is a fight that's been going on for more than three years now. Pause. If the name Exeter sounds familiar, that is the place where they just had that sinkhole. Anyway, this fight began when the HOA got a notice from the Virginia Department of Conservation and Recreation that the dam had been ruled a hazard. The HOA hired an engineer who estimated the price to bring the dam into compliance would be just under a million bucks. Town staff later put together a report that estimated annual maintenance cost of $21,000 plus another $60,000 once every six years to do state-mandated inspections. In summer of 2015, Exeter asked the town to formally take ownership of the dam, but the town council declined. Exeter and the town agree the dam is on HOA property, but they disagree on who should be responsible for maintaining it. The HOA filed a lawsuit in July 2016. Yesterday, Judge Fleming ruled the HOA has to give the town a more legible copy of the plat, recording the establishment of the Exeter community by the developer. He denied a motion that would have required the HOA to give the town a copy of the letter they got from the Department of Conservation. There is a deed of easement that grants the town rights of way for stormwater facilities, like the dam. But the town is arguing that deed makes it clear that the town is not responsible for the dam. An attorney for the town pointed to a proffer agreement from 1987 signed by the developer that said a reserve fund would be set up to maintain a dam and pond. Anyway, no trial date has yet been set. Go to loudonnow.com slash morningminute to check out the whole story. In other news, a year and a half into the Envision Loudoun Stakeholders Committee's work, the County Board of Supervisors is once again grappling with what exactly that committee's role in rewriting the County Comprehensive Plan actually is. A quick recap, last month county planners reported to the Board of Supervisors that the committee wasn't ready to make any recommendations, but that they were considering changes to the transition policy area that could allow as many as 18,000 more homes. The idea of adding that many more homes to an area that serves as a buffer between the suburban east and rural west drew a strong rebuke from supervisors. The committee has since delayed a decision on the transition area while the county planners get more information like, for example, how development in the county's increasingly urban east could affect the need for housing in the transition area. Committee members asked supervisors to stay in their own lane while the committee works. Wednesday, the Board of Supervisors was divided on whether or not that's what the board should be doing. 
Catoctin District Supervisor Gary Higgins said this is their lane. In the end, this is a process that the Board of Supervisors began. This is a process that the Board of Supervisors has to live with. And it's something that if it isn't done along the lines of where and how we have recommended it be done, I mean, we'll be left in 2018 uh, basically kind of starting over and doing it as a committee of the whole. And I certainly hope we don't get to that point. Most supervisors agreed with that viewpoint, but Algonquian District Supervisor Suzanne Volpe said the board should leave this first part of the comprehensive plan rewrite to the committee. Uh, She refers here to the plan, which was to let the committee do its work, then pass it to the Planning Commission, then pass it to the Board of Supervisors. That sounded a lot like what some members of staff and the committee said to the committee itself, which was to trust the process. It's difficult on these folks who are volunteers Some of them are are truly volunteering their time, you know, as citizens. So we need to be supported and encourage them, but let them go through this process. Incidentally, the person who asked supervisors to stay in their own lane was Kathy Blackburn, who is vice chair of the Planning Commission and, by dint of her role in the Planning Commission, also serves as vice chair on the Envision Loudoun Stakeholders Committee. Blackburn is Volpe's appointee to the Planning Commission. The committee's work has already run over schedule, and supervisors added to its workload back in June by adding in planning around the county's future metro stops. Supervisors had tried to do that area on their own separately, but couldn't get to consensus. When they sent that to committee, some supervisors said they were probably doubling the workload. The committee is also working through some persistent internal divisions, with one member even floating the idea of producing a minority report containing dissenting opinions to whatever the committee's official recommendations turn out to be. Anyway, the committee plans to make a decision on the transition area at their next meeting October 20th. The Loudoun County Sheriff's Office is investigating a carjacking in Sterling. The victim reported that around 7.45 p.m. Wednesday, she was approached by two men in the area of Paddington Station Terrace. One of the suspects brandished a gun and demanded cash and her vehicle. They fled the area in her vehicle, a black 2016 Toyota Highlander with Virginia tags C73338. She described the suspects as white men in their 20s or early 30s. Anyone who sees that Toyota Highlander is asked to call 911. And as Percival gets ready for new management to take over the Fireman's Field Complex at the beginning of next year, it looks like the town is set to end its current contract with the Percival Teen Center. Right now, the Teen Center is contracted to manage the Bush Tabernacle until October 2020. It pays the town $31,200 annually. The County Department of Parks, Recreation, and Community Services manages the sports fields, but will not renew that lease for 2018. The town council is hoping to see some more money from the complex and has sought proposals from companies interested in taking over the property, including the skating rink, two ball fields, and a picnic area. Phil Message, the teen center's president, said he didn't answer the town's request for proposals to manage the property because he already has a contract with the town. He also said he didn't respond because the town said it would give preference to a firm that could manage the entire property, which his organization is not geared up to do. Again, they just do the Bush Tabernacle. He's not entirely happy about being on the outside of the negotiation, though. He said if the town wants to charge more for rent, they should have told him that, and he would have done it. In 2015, the teen center offered to pay more rent, $50,000 a year, but the town couldn't accept it for reasons to do with its debt on the building. Anyway, to work around it, the teen center agreed to be responsible for up to $18,800 in fire sprinkler maintenance, fire alarm monitoring, 
and parking lot lighting. Anyway, get the full story on these stories over at loudonnow.com. And while you're there, read our story looking back on Leesburg Police Chief Greg Brown's first year on the job and a story about the Marion DuPont Scott Equine Medical Center. Most of their patients are sport horses. There's some big money, fancy horses to go through there, and they're at the forefront of equine medical technology. It's at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, the Backpack Buddies Foundation of Loudon will be hosting their Friendsgiving fundraiser at River Creek Clubhouse in Leesburg from 6 to 10 p.m. It's a laid-back evening with dinner, an open bar, music, dancing, and both live and silent auctions. All proceeds go to support weekend food assistance programs in the schools. Last year, they raised close to $43,000 for the Backpack Buddies. Catch live music at Portside Coffee in Leesburg this evening from 6 to 8. Caroline from Cinema Hearts and Abby Rashid will be playing live. And One Loudon is starting a new holiday tradition, Flicks on the Bricks. Head out to the plaza at One Loudon at 6.30 this evening for a free showing of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's an outdoor event, though, so dress warmly. Get the details and tickets for these events and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great weekend, and have a great day. Have a great day.